I want me some glory hope. Oh yeah! Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Whether you listen to us Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio, we thank you, Henry Glory Hole Seeker, for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Bo Cephas, here we go, my friend. You famously. Have your Thanksgiving stories, and that will be next week. So this is my chance to tell a Longhorn family Thanksgiving Day story. So here is how it's going to go down for us. Right on cue, our socialist-loving aunt will be the only one to show up without a dish for all of us to share. How ironic. Then one of, <laughs> one of, our, one of the crazy cousins... She will just really feel the need to announce her pronouns like anyone gives a fuck. Nobody cares. <laughs> and then I'll have a sweet little niece ask me, why do I drink so much? So, Bocephus, this year, I am going to show up prepared. So I will be showing up with my socialism sucks hat, a fuck your feeling shirt, <laughs> And when that, when I get asked why I drink so much by my sweet little niece, I'll take a big old Texas swig off my 10th beer and say, because, sweetheart, Uncle Longhorn likes to party. Now, why don't you tell your communist mother to pass the fucking gravy? Happy Thanksgiving from the Longhorn family. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Are you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill. By now, we will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, 
right here on the sports patio. We got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Tour de Fall by New Belgium Brewery in Fort mm. Collins, Colorado. Really good beer. Three and a half out of five stars on my beer hat. And Longhorn Fall is upon us. And yes. Thanksgiving, like you just mentioned, is right around the corner. And so, of course, we turn our attention to that holiday. And I will be telling the true story of Thanksgiving next week. But right now, we're going to look <laughs> to, you know... Some of the traditions that we do on this holiday, and one of those is eating a disgusting fucking turkey <laughs> with people that you care so little about. You see them mm. twice a year at max if you're fucking lucky. But a lot of people do wonder why we eat turkey for Thanksgiving. Mm. So, being the resident historian of FGH, I feel like it's my duty to tell our audience why we do it. Well, you see, boys mm. and girls... Back in those days, uh, the most plentiful animal in New England was the turkey. It was in fact estimated that there were 10 of those buzzard-looking fat asses for every one settler in the area. And all those mm. uh, and all those stuffy Puritan fucks had seen the Indians killing deer and buffalo and trading goods for that meat and knew how good it was. They also saw how much effort it was to kill those animals. <laughs> And since being lazy is literally the second oldest American tradition, you know, to incest and fucking 13-year-olds, which are tied for first back back then, uh, they so were like, grandma. yeah, <laughs> we aren't going to go through, you know, rubbing deer piss all over our faces and hanging our old ladies' monthlies in the fucking trees just to kill one deer, when we can simply step outside and shoot one of these fat-ass birds that can't even fly with our cartoon-wide <laughs> barrel-having muskets. And so, boys and girls, yet another American holiday tradition was born out of our own comfort and privilege-seeking nature. And because of that, we all have to suffer through eating this (laughs) terrible-ass, mongoloid-looking bird every goddamn year for some reason. And we got to be thankful for it. So, you know, that's, that's why we eat turkey. Well, yeah, well, that's why you, when your communist aunt is hogging all the fucking gravy, you need that shit to douse the fucking turkey to make it edible. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, we need the podcast. We're the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over every NFL game in the air tonight, and of course, of fucking course, we're going to give out free picks to get you paid as we always do, but first... We got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by TittyWhiskers.com. Hello, ladies. Have you ever been embarrassed by unwanted body hair? You know, there you are, having a romantic moment with that special guy, and all of a sudden, his pleasure pump gets deflated because your legs feel like Chewbacca's butthole, or your arms look like the bottom of King Kong's nutsack. Well, if that terrible shit has ever happened to you, then you're in luck, because I have your solution. It's Titty Whiskers. Teddy Whiskers is a revolutionary new product that will have your clam as bald as a baby's ass. And the best part is there's no need for reapplication ever thanks to their patented formula which includes coconut milk and hydrofluoric acid. So if your areolas have chili bolas, Teddy Whiskers. If your balloon knot looks like it took a propecia shot, Teddy Whiskers. God damn it, if your clit looks like it's making out with Cousin It, Teddy Whiskers! 
Go to tittywhiskers.com right now to put in our code word glory hole for 10% off their follicle fighting formula. That's code word glory hole for 10% off their services one more time. Tittywhiskers.com, code word glory hole. Jesus Christ, Longhorn, that titty whisker sounds like a hell of a product. I don't know when exactly uh, they came around, but I'm pretty sure that they weren't back around in the time of the, uh, you know, the pilgrim age. Otherwise, those dudes wouldn't have worn, you know, swashbuckles on their fucking hats. They probably would have came with a little something more stylish if their ladies didn't have muffs, you know, all the way to their fucking tits back then. You know, they probably would have put a little bit more effort. But nowadays, I'm very thankful that there are titty whiskers around that product and i think that uh you might you know have some special lady maybe coming over tonight maybe i don't know that might Mm -hmm. you know use the product i don't know yeah well i mean first of all like if you think that the the 1970s uh porno uh puff was was something many you should see the pilgrim puff they used to rock back (laughs) (laughs) pilgrim puff was something else but but no no (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. You don't pull that shit in 2021. You come over here with a fucking Pilgrim Puff, you are fucking out. <laughs> and now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? All right, Longhorn, as always, we're going to start with the good, and the good last week was fucking us, <laughs> baby. Another six units up and fucking rolling. Yeah, I mean this fucking roller coaster is getting annoying. I hope I need. It. I think we're on six weeks now. Seven of the of the monster week. Give a give back two or three monster week. Give back two or three. The the math is great. We're coming out way ahead. It's no. It's not like it's a. You know, it's not a big problem, but it is a little annoying. So why don't we just have another monster this weekend? I vote for that. Uh, but we're going to tell ourselves, as we always do, the bad last week was us in the super contest again. God damn it. <sighs> Two and three, despite being four and three overall in the NFL. Apologies to all of us that are all of our followers that Follow the pick that we put out on the Super Contest every Sunday morning on Twitter. It is fucking unreal bad that we found all three of our... We hit 57%, but we found all three of our losers and stuck them on that goddamn ticket. Huh. I don't I don't even know what fucking... I don't even know what to say at this point. It ain't beginner's luck. It, it's definitely not beginner's luck with us in this contest for the first year. So, hopefully next year we... The kind of the, the tide turns and we, you know, if we go four and three overall on a Sunday, we go four and one in the fucking contest. That'd be great. I mean, fuck it. I'd take three and two. That seems fair sure. to me. Sure. Whatever. Anyway, we're going to move on to the are you fucking kidding me? And this week for the first time all season, 
This one went in our favor. We had Wyoming plus 14, <laughs> and they were covering literally the entire fucking game. It was always going to be a, it was always going to be the are you fucking kidding me the other way because the quarterback threw a terrible pick late when they had a chance to go down to get within one point. So I thought we we're going to get bad beat again. I thought this is are you fucking kidding me, but then Wyoming hit a 70. Four-yard touchdown pass with four seconds left on the clock, and we covered by a fucking point. And Longhorn, usually I feel bad, honestly, mm. if we get a win and some people mm-hmm. else get a bad beat out of it. Nope. Right? I really do because I just feel pride in the fact that we, you know, we pick the, the right side most of the time. We win more than we lose. Some games go away, some games we don't. Whatever. So I feel bad when we get, you know wins off other people's bad beats but god damn it after the year that we have had this year from bad beats buddy i could not have been more excited to get that one and i'm sorry i couldn't feel fucking bad for that one uh yeah no that that was fucking great finally yeah are you kidding me the way our first seven eight weeks went like we we used up all of our bad beats in the first seven eight weeks not only was that a sweet comeback for us we're going to have many more in the coming weeks of those losses that turn into wins at the very last minute we got a bunch coming so yeah fuck it we'll take them all let's fucking go right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby All right, Longhorn and Sam, everybody's been waiting for it. It's time for all those games coming in the air tonight in the NFL. We're going to start up in Cleveland with your Browns hosting your Detroit Lions. Home versus home here for you. But uh, Detroit are 12 point now home favorites. That's funny. I actually wrote down, is this the Longhorn Bowl uh, just for you? you (laughs) Who who am I going to take? But actually, this is the Hello Corner TV game. Uh, Even I will not be watching this. Um, So it's actually my shortest write-up. I'm glad you started with this one. Cleveland is desperate. They're getting their running backs back. Um, I think think this is set up for a blowout, uh, which, which we don't really subscribe to there's a seesaw factor going on with detroit if you look into their uh, into their season um trends they're they've been playing hard don't get me wrong they've been playing hard every game for, for the most part but the but the cover factors the ats uh, games one week they're they're covering the next week they're not this is on the uh, the bad side of that so you know 
soft lean to, to Cleveland in the Longhorn Bowl. Yeah, so this is my longest write-up of the fucking week. Um, <laughs> okay, knock it out. Because I don't, I don't do this. We say we don't really subscribe to blowouts. I certainly don't fucking subscribe right. to blowouts. Um, this is my one and only blowout of the fucking season. Now, oh, we've been tracking the teams that do not cover the previous week, faces teams who did cover previous week. They're 39 now. No, yeah. 39, 14, and 1. That's 73% so far in the year. You're talking about the seesaw factor. This is part of it. Now, again, this is this season only, so don't think that this is like a you know, historical thing. It's not, but it's 73% through 10 weeks. That's a hell of a fucking trend. So Cleveland does have that. Detroit covered last week. Cleveland obviously didn't. They got their fucking brakes beat off of them. So here's the thing. This is what Baker does. Other than that trend, 73% you got working for you. Baker beats bad football teams with bad quarterbacks. Golf is 29th in EPA plus CPOE. That's just behind uh, the perennial pro bowler Jacoby Brissett and David Mills. Just behind those guys. He's <laughs> fucking garbage. And he's not even playing, I don't think, which means they're starting somebody I've never even fucking heard of. Never heard of him. Which, obviously that's not going to be an upgrade, right? Inside the game, here it is. Cleveland has covered against Kansas City. They're 26th in rushing DVOE defense. Chicago, 21st. Minnesota, 28th. Denver, 23rd. Cincy is the only outlier at 10th. But since he had three turnovers in that game, and they buried them versus Cleveland. Well, Detroit is 29th in rushing DVOE defense. And let me just check with my math real quick. Uh, yeah, that's worth it, worse than all the teams I just fucking mentioned. The knee biters, on the other hand, have covered against Pittsburgh, who is 29th in adjusted offensive line yards. Baltimore is 25th. San Francisco is 23rd, Minnesota who's 26th, and the Rams who are 4th, and that's their outlier, outlier, but you have to remember that was the golf revenge game, and in that game they pulled everything out of the playbook. Two fake punts, a surprise onside kick, and they still lost by two goddamn scores. Well, Cleveland is 3rd in adjusted line yards, and Detroit has played all their tricks, they're all on tape. Again, this is my one and only blowout game of the year. Cleveland is going to score 30. I don't think Detroit cracks double digits unless it happens very late in garbage time. Either way, Cleveland wins this football game easily, and Captain Campbell is one step closer to getting fired because they're about to get their fucking (laughs) doors blown off. I like it. I like it. All right, moving on. We're going to my Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're home. There's six and a half point home dogs to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, and obviously we've got San Francisco coming off a huge win. We've got Jacksonville off of a loss, but they, I mean, if you're watching them, they're clearly playing better. They're still they're still terrible. They're still not a good team, but they're they're showing some signs. Um, this is this is ugly. It's fucking gross. But of course, as a pro, 
you, the only play here is you got to be on Jacksonville. Um, the majority of the tickets are coming in on San Francisco, but the, but majority of the money is coming in on Jacksonville. Um, you got the East to West Coast um, travel. You got the heat factor in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, last last week was just a situational spot for San Francisco. They own the L.A. Rams. Um, you know, it, so for whatever you know, we all it's, it's a matchup game. A lot of times, it's just a matchups. They own L.A. for whatever reason. Uh, but remember, that's the same team that lost to Colt McCoy the week before. So it's uh, not for yeah, whatever I, reason. So you got you people, got the reason. People forget. Yeah, people forget that Sean McVay was on the same staff that Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for his dad, Mike, in San Francisco. Uh, McVay was like assistant's quarterback fucking coach or whatever the fuck he was. Like, they were on the same staff. Like, he took the Shanahan offense and made deviations from it, obviously. But Shanahan knows what the fuck this dude's doing. He stole all his shit from him. I mean, Sean McVay literally was raised under the fucking Shanahan's in professional football. Like, it's not for whatever reason. He he fucking... Well, it's it like it's work the, the fucking it water boy. The no, because Shanahan, he already knows, like, he knows where the fuck he's going with this thing. So, yeah, but, like, oh, and but McVay overall... Did, but, okay, who's who's better overall? McVay, who's a better coach overall? McVay or Shanahan? Well, I mean, Shanahan has has more experience for sure. Who's the better coach? It's definitely McVay. Come on, you know it's McVay. Yeah, I mean, it it, it is. But when but when you're when you're taking from the Masters fucking playbook, you know what I mean? Like he he knows where all your fucking where all your shits based out of. And you could say the same thing about McVay, but you know McVay still hasn't been the same since fucking Phillips left. On defense, like I think there's such a devoid on McVay's knowledge on the defense side of the ball. Where Shanahan, I don't know how much he knows about defense, but generally always has good defense. So I, maybe he maybe he knows how to pick a better staff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I mean, maybe that is a thing. But regardless, they did lose to Colt McCoy and the Cardinals the week before. Obviously, Jacksonville's nowhere near to the talent that. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are even with Colt McCoy, but all those points at home, cross country, got the heat factor, coming off a big win. Yeah, everything points to Jacksonville for me. Yeah, the numbers are with you on this one, and I don't have anything to really dispute you. Um, I, I would like it better at seven. I don't think it's going to get there. Obviously, where the numbers line right now, I mean the juice is looking at. Um, see where we got here. Yeah, you, I mean, you got a book giving it at a dollar and seven. You got another book charging dollar and fifteen cents. Or I mean, basically everybody's really stuck on six and a half. It's not going to move before a game day. Maybe it does move on game day to seven. If gets seven, definitely mm-hmm. wait to take it to that. Um, I, do you see? I don't see it going down. Do you see it going down? I don't see. No, I don't see it going down. But remember, in today's NFL, six. Six is almost equal with seven as a key number. Like the games are ending on six almost as much as seven. So it's, you know, I'd like to get yeah. to seven too. Obviously, the more points the better, but six and a half is still a very good number for a dog. Yeah, good point. All right, moving on. Buffalo minus seven at home versus Indianapolis. Yep, and I. 
fucking love the Colts here. I mean, I, I don't know any. This is a dog week. Like, if you can't tell, we're always on dogs. But man, fucking, even though you, even though you just said your biggest, you only you called the biggest blowout of this of the year. Other than that, which I agree with, uh, man, it's a dog fucking week, baby. Uh, love the Colts here. You're gonna have weather in this in this game. It it. I don't know if it's gonna be snow yet. We'll see. It could be. It could just be really cold ass rain. Doesn't matter because one team has the fucking badass running game and the other team has zero running game. So you got Buffalo coming off a huge win. Indy, you know, they kind of they kind of dicked around last week. You know, with Jacksonville, they maybe they were looking ahead to this game with Buffalo. Who knows? But um, the bottom line is. With that offensive line that's coming together for for Indianapolis and that running game, and you got the weather, seven points here. Are you kidding me? I fucking love it. Uh, I see no other way to do it. Don't. I would not be surprised at all if Indy goes in there and wins this game. I'm not hitting the sounder. Too too big of a number, and Buffalo's, you know, kind of too good of a team to to be dicking around with that. I think, <laughs> I think they're too good of a team. Um, but yeah, love Indy here. Love the points. Yeah, this is a zero-point delta by our numbers. Uh, our power rankings last week, just to tell everybody how badass we are, uh, if we bet every game last week just blindly by our power rankings, we would have went 8-5. and five. We'd, have, we'd, have catched, we'd have caught three units. That's how fucking good in. we are. They're locked in. So zero-point, which means absolute fucking coin flip here. I mean, I think if, if Wentz can avoid the left-handed fucking turnover, which... I, he tried to do it again. He tried it again for us. He's fucking last he's week. Jack, like, he tried so hard. Yeah, he's he, a big he dumb animal, playing, folks. He is playing the worst football of any capable quarterback I think that I've ever fucking seen, honestly. Yeah. And he's, I don't know how to explain him. it. They might. They fucking might. But uh, I'll strict, <laughs> strictly pass on this game for me 100%. Uh, yeah. All right. Move on to those New York J-E-T-S Jets! 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 And they're hosting <laughs> those Miami Dolphins. They're consensus three-point home dogs. Yeah, this was... And it, did you mention the Flacco factor? No. You want, you, yeah, the Flac, Flacco's in, by the way. This is not... That don't adjust your dial. This is not 2003. Uh, <laughs> Blacko is starting in the NFL. Um, listen, Jets are coming off an embarrassing loss. Miami's coming off a huge win in prime time versus Baltimore. This is usually a classic spot for me to take this home dog. However, midweek, we got the news of flat. Flacco, Flacco, whatever his fucking name is, coming in to start. I don't like the message it sends to the team. You cannot fool these players. They know they know the story. It feels like a kind of a quit job. Uh, it feels like it, to me, it feels like a protecting Wilson. They don't want Mike White to go out there and continue to play good uh, and have the New York media start asking all these questions about like going into next year. Like, well, Mike White looked good. Like, uh, you know, Wilson came in. And he never looked as good as he did for, for two or three games. So, I don't know. I don't like the signal. I don't like the sign. Um, and Flores has kind of answered those questions that I had two or three weeks ago about keeping this Miami team fighting. So, I think they're a team with the arrow going up and have a lot to play for towards the end of the year. Um, not to make the playoffs, but at least to keep that team, keep the morale up, keep the coach 
in, in the, the coaching seat. So big lean to Miami here. I, not a blowout because, on, let's face it, Miami's not going to blow anybody out. But I, I think they win comfortable. Seven, nine points. What do you got? Yeah, so the numbers do point to the Jets. However, uh, I'm not hot about this game. And it's because of what you said, the Flacco thing. Well, a couple of things you said I think are strictly on point. I don't I don't so much believe in the uh, Mike White versus the, the Boy Wonder thing. I mean, Mike mm-hmm. White just threw four interceptions. He was a fourth-round pick, wherever the fuck he was. He's earned a cut by the team that fucking Six, drafted him in the fourth round. Whatever the fuck. Six. Yeah. He had, a, he had a flash in the pan for about five quarters. And then he looked like absolute dog shit last week and cost us money. Thanks a fucking lot, Mike White. Um, <laughs> but I think you're spot on on the Flacco thing. Like, to me, if I'm a veteran on that team, I know what the fuck Joe Flacco is. He's not an answer. He's, he's not even... Part of the fucking trying to be a solution. He's basically just a fucking stopgap. Maybe he can help us stop bleeding. He's not going to go fucking help us win. Maybe he doesn't throw four interceptions, right? Or maybe he fucking does. Who knows? But either way, I'm not excited to play this game. And I don't think they're excited to play this game. And the other thing you just hit on that you're absolutely fucking right on is these two teams pointing different directions. If you look at our power rankings... Miami, and again, we, guys, we're in week going into week 11. So we've had 10 weeks of football. Miami upgraded themselves a point, a full point last week in our power rankings. That is hard to fucking do right. this late in the season. And the Jets downgraded themselves a full point, which, again, mm. is hard to fucking do this late in the season. Now, that being said, they're still... In, in the numbers, they're still the team. However, that's with, you know, convoluted all things being equal and all things are not equal. I think the trajectories of these two teams, the obvious difference in quality of coach, and I have my doubts about Sala. Uh, I know we have a buddy of ours is a big San Francisco fan, big Sala fan. I never believed in that shit. Uh, you know, I thought... I mean, he's had, he had a couple of years in San Francisco. His defense wasn't that great. So, I, I was never a big believer in him. I'm a huge believer in Flores. Um, as everybody that listens to this podcast knows, I love that dude. I felt bad for him that, you know, he had the little fucking stupid Hawaiian as his quarterback. But at this point, <laughs> you're seeing the divergence of those two things come together, and you're seeing a, a good coach who's going to be a good coach get his team to get back on track. I think Miami wins the majority of their games the rest of the way. And I don't know that the Jets mm-hmm. win another game the rest of the season. So, yeah, I, I, I can't I can't even back the numbers on this one. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right, here we go. We're going to move on to those Carolina Panthers. I'm back. Oh, I'm God. back. <laughs> You son of a bitch. Cam Newton. Cam, I am me Newton. Back is the starter for Carolina. Fucking 15-yard penalties be goddamned. He is a a three-and-a-half-point home favorite versus the Washington football team. 
Yep, screw all y'all. It's all about me and and my show. So <clears throat> let me just start by saying... I love me saying, some me! He does love him some me, just like T.O. Um, <laughs> I'm biased. I am absolutely 100% biased in this game, so I will hand it over to you at, at pretty quickly because, I mean, I, I, just, I can't stand me players. This is why Cam is the exact opposite of Lamar and it's why I love Lamar and cheer for him even though I don't particularly think his style can win a Super Bowl doesn't matter I love that dude because he's all about the work humble no no flash you know just do the job and that's why I love him and I hate Cam um, but with all the bias set aside as much as I possibly can um, Rivera was his coach in Carolina so he will know the week, just like you talked about with McVay and Shanahan. Well, the defensive-minded coach is going to know how to stop the former MVP quarterback. Um, and let's not let's not forget that he is not MVP level anymore. And what they had last week, bringing him in in that in those you know inside the ten situations and letting PJ Walker do the rest of the field, that's the perfect situation for Cam. Now starting him, you're putting him in the worst spot possible for him. Um, this is not what he does. It's a brand new system. It's not, like, it's not like he's going back to Carolina in his old stomping grounds, same old players, same old system, and, and just pick it right back up. No, this is a new system. I think I think Cam gets exposed here. I don't know why I'm not hitting the sounder here because I actually think Washington's going to win this game, but um, I, probably because I'm biased. So computers – Take it away, because clearly I my judgment is probably clouded just because I cannot stand Cam. Well, a couple of things to clear up uh, before we get to that one. So you loved Indy over Buffalo. They do hit the seventy three percent trend. Uh, sorry, I did okay. not mention that teams that cover versus not covered, and the Jets hit that trend as well versus Miami. So we're going to get the numbers and that trend. So, I don't know that we're going to be betting Miami, but anyway, uh, All right. that might be a little yikes on that one. But in this one, uh, the numbers do have Cleveland. Uh, I can't, or sorry, Carolina. I can't lean anywhere else but Carolina. I mean, the fact of the matter is, Carolina has been around an average football team. I mean, I know, I know in our power rings, they've been up and they've been down and kind of all around. But if you look at the consensus for one, two, three, four, five, six, basically the last seven weeks, they've been a little below average to barely above average for the last seven weeks, kind of just floating around that area. And the reason being is not anything to do with their offense. They've been nothing but terrible, you know, with uh, fucking Darnold. But their mm-hmm. defense is actually legit. And I think yep. when you get this Washington football team who scores about 19 points a game against a legit defense, they have trouble doing anything because their quarterback is always smelling like a skunky fucking German beer because that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, obviously, he's very rich. I mean, a lot of people buy his beer. But other than that, he sucks at fucking quarterback. Like, he sucks – Major dick. I know he won us money last week versus Tampa Bay, but if you actually watch that game, which I did watch every single snap of that game, he had so many throws. They were so close to being intercepted. Uh, tip balls that went their way. I mean, 
I like quarterbacks who win us money. I don't know what you're doing over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did dominate the game on defense. Like, they dominated Tampa. Like, Tampa Bay never had a chance to score. Like, Brady was awful, and they did dominate. So, I'm not saying we got lucky to win. But he got very lucky that his stat line was what it was. I don't know if he gets that lucky again. And I think in a grinded-out kind of game, which is what Carolina is going to play, man, I, I just don't know that. Washington's really going to be able to put up enough points against this defense. And I don't like laying three and a half, but at this point, I, I don't I don't think Washington – I mean, by our numbers, there's no way Washington's good enough to be. The Washington is a well-below-average football team. They've been a well-below-average football team. They have not improved themselves uh, much at all all throughout the year. They've been pretty much what they are. Uh, they started off – well, I guess they started off about a half a point below average. They're now two and a half points below average, but they've been two and a half points below average for the last four weeks in a row, despite winning, losing, winning, whatever. They're just not a good football team. They're not a good football team, and Rivera, you know, whatever you want to say about it, I think he's a decent coach, but this, this, the, the devoid of fucking weapons on this team, which you and I argued about in the preseason, I told you they fucking sucked, and they mm-hmm. do fucking suck. That's- no, no, okay. Uh, they're awful. And yep. other than Scary Terry, they've got nothing. And they got a little bit of running game. Carolina's going to shut that down. They're very good against the run. At, at, it, it's Carolina or nothing for me on this one. All right, I'm going to let you take your shot there. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Well, I mean, everybody can go back and check the tape, you know. I mean, uh, of course, I mean, you know, everybody listening has been listening all fucking year. They I mean, fucking Curtis, Sam- Curtis they- Samuel hasn't played all year. Curtis Samuel hasn't played. Logan Thomas has been out half the year. Like, No, Curtis Samuel has played. Uh, Curtis Samuel sucks, and I don't know, oh, that, I don't he know just, why you ever He turned him- to suck? All, all, he just immediately turned to suck. When we- Yeah, from – okay, so – he went from, I'm sorry, how many years was he all pro or pro bowl before he joined no. the football team? Okay, you don't need you don't need three all pros at weapons to be a, a decent offense. I never said they were going to be a but great offense. But you might offense. need one. You might need I, one. It, yeah, Scary Terry. Scary Terry. He's not an all pro. He's okay, not an all he's pro. He's really good. He's good. He's a good player. I can't believe we're spinning off into this fucking argument. But, like, it's just <laughs> – I never said they were going to be really good on offense. I just said they were – everybody was talking about them being the worst offense in football coming into this season. And if Samuel, Thomas, and Scary you know Terry – Huh? So so if a cast-off wide receiver who barely played and a fucking quarterback turned tight in were decent along with a good player with Scary Terry – they might be okay on offense. That that was your whole like say oh, that out yeah. loud. That was your whole handicap going in the season that they might yeah. be good on offense. Like that you knew that wasn't going to work out. Yeah, let me say it out loud. You mean the, the the quarterback turned tight end that had eight touchdowns in the last six games? Yeah, like that guy. Yeah, and Curtis Samuel who had been a decent number two receiver for like the three years before. Yeah, I'll say it all out loud and I'll keep saying it. I mean, you, I guess I guess I would say, say define decent number two because I took a decent number two earlier and it looked a lot better than Curtis Samuels ever looked no, on a football gross. field outside of Ohio State. That's what I will fucking say. Right. But we're gonna move on. Moving on. We're going to those Chicago Bears. 
They're hosting those Baltimore Ravens. They're <sighs> six and a half, back up to six and a half point home dogs. Yeah, speaking of taking number twos, Lamar Jackson. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, on this game, I really don't like this game a whole lot. You got defensive players coming back for Chicago, but apparently Khalil Mack is he's done for the year. Is that what you said? Done for the year. Yeah. So, but they are getting Hicks and they are getting um, Smith, Roquan Smith back. They're coming off a of bye. Situationally, I should hate this spot. Um, because Baltimore got embarrassed in prime time um, last last week, but you know, you got the you got the Lamar situation. I mean, this guy gets COVID or the flu or AIDS like every four weeks. I just I don't know. This, this guy <laughs> this guy is more sick than Magic Johnson. I can't keep up with him. Like, and then you got oh, on the other side. <laughs> on the other side, you got Fields finally coming around a little bit. Showing some improvement, which is all you want to see from a rookie quarterback. Um, averaging, he's got a 60 QBR rating over the last two games. That's in the, you know, just very slightly above average. Um, you know, so that's all you want to see. These rookie quarterbacks, none of them look great. You know, even even Mac Jones, I mean, he's, he's on the best team, so he's looking a little better than he probably should. But, you know, for the, for the quarterbacks that are on bad teams – all you want to see is, are you somewhat improving a little bit and not looking like complete trash? And Fields is finally showing that a little bit. We'll see if it continues here against Baltimore. But I got to lean. I got to lean to Chicago at home with those points. I, I don't really see any. And, and if Lamar really did have COVID again and they're hiding it, who knows? <laughs> you know, like we've seen that that players sick. This is, we'll just we'll just say sick quotations. Don't play that well. In that week, uh, coming back, it's called so illness. I gotta lean to sir. Sh- I got- illness, yeah, illness. Quotations. I'll lean to Chicago here. What do you got? Yeah, man, I gotta be with you here. Uh, Chicago's not a very good football team. That's just bottom line to it. They've been well, 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 well below average all year long in our power rankings, and you know their performance reflects as much. Uh, but you know what? Baltimore is not a good football team either. And I know that sounds, you know, crazy to some people to say that, but they're ranked below average in our power rankings. And if you look at their record and say, oh, how could you say it? Well, I mean, dude, they've won two games, at least two games they should not have won. So they should, I don't even know what the, what is the record, like six and three, whatever it is. I mean, they literally, they literally should be four and five. They should be a below 500 football team, which is exactly where our power rankings have them. But it's the NFL and shit happens, so they've won two games that they should not have won. And if they were four and five, this number would not be this high. And that is how sharp betters look at games. This number is too high, period. Chicago is a bad football team. There's no doubt about it. But Baltimore is not a good football team themselves. Chicago's the worst football team. But again, this number is simply too high. And nobody, nobody has been harder on Mr. Fields than I have. But, to your point, the man has moved up. He's number 30 now in EPA plus CPOE. He was 33. There's only 32 teams. He's now a starting quarterback in the NFL. 
He's just ahead of Sam Darnold and just below Jared Goff. So he's a starting quarterback now. So congratulations to him. And like you said, rookie quarterback, what you're looking for is improvement. We have seen it. So I like that. If you look at Lamar, you know, former MVP, obviously a starting quarterback in this league, obviously a guy that wins games, knows how to get shit done, wins divisions, goes to the playoffs, wins a playoff game. He's 17th in EPA plus CPOE. He's having his worst season uh, as a passer, and they're not running the ball very well. And you're not going to run the ball very well in Chicago. Chicago's pretty good against the run. So unless Lamar Jackson can throw them to a seven-point victory, I think we've got the better side on this number. I don't see any other way to play it now. Of course... Fields can go out there and be a rookie, and he could fucking turn the ball over four times and surely get fucking buried uh, by Baltimore because if you turn the ball against Baltimore, give them any momentum, they will fucking bury you. So it's this this game. Here's what I'll say about this game. I like Chicago, but we will know, we will know within the first ten minutes of this game whether we're going to hit this bet or not. Either Chicago is going to be hanging in there playing well and Fields is not going to fuck up or he's going to fuck up early and Baltimore's just going to fucking run rough shot over them. So I think yeah, I that's, think I think you're I think you're right. I think you're right there. So but by the numbers and by everything we're we have to go off of and, we, and you know we're not fucking gypsies, we can't predict the future. You have well, you have to be on Chicago. I mean, you have to be on fucking Chicago. You have to Speak, speak for yourself there, sir. Uh, but, it, you know, not to be petty, but um, just a little flashback. I did look up Curtis Samuel, and <laughs> and he, um, last year, sir, last year, just last year, mm-hmm. had 77 mm-hmm. catches, had over 1,000 yards of offense and five touchdowns. That's a pretty good number, too. So, not to be petty, but Longhorn was right. <sighs> Yeah, except then he got hurt, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, yeah. again, again, boys and girls, <laughs> if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. But you see who was right in the end, right? I mean, oh. you guys have been listening long enough to know. You know. You, you That's know. Results-based. Some, That's you, results-based you know, analysis. You results know analysis. when one of us says something – which one to fucking put your fucking money down on. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. And I'll leave Ooh. it there. All right. All Moving right. on. We're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's heat coming off the patio tonight, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. We're moving to those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. And they are home favorites. Three points over New Orleans mm-hmm. now. Yeah, fuck that. Hit that sounder, Bo Sevis. Let's come out hot right now. Philly off a huge road win, feeling cocky, and this is the perfect letdown spot for them. New Orleans just flat out, in my opinion, is a better team than Philly. I think the wrong team is favored. The last four teams that Philly has played on this run of finding kind of finding their offense, finding their little running game, um, the, the last four opponents, are they have an average of 25th against the run new orleans is number one against the run new orleans wins take the points i don't think you need them and also 
New Orleans is a huge teaser play here. So all the way around, every which way from Sunday, on Sunday, take New Orleans. Yeah, man, I'm with you on this one. Uh, and that's great. That's great fucking analysis about Philly and against it. Because there was a, for whatever reason, their stupid-ass coach, which it's funny because we always argue about press conferences and all that shit, but their coach was terrible at his open press conference. He's been terrible at several press conferences since. And people have been <laughs> making fun of him. But for some reason, it took him, you know, well, not for some reason because he's a fucking idiot, obviously. He just listens to his press conference. It took him, like, what, seven weeks. weeks to realize, yeah. oh, shit, uh, my quarterback can't fucking throw, but he's pretty good yeah. at fucking running the ball. In fact, <laughs> if you look at quarterback running numbers, um, Hertz is the best running quarterback in the NFL. He's better than Lamar. And it's not even close. Yeah, like he's he is amazing. better than he's Lamar. Amazing. He's better better EPA, better fucking yards per carry. He's better everything than Lamar at running the ball. Which when you say that you're better than Lamar at running the ball, that's pretty goddamn good. Because Lamar's about the best thing I've ever seen. Or he is the he is the best thing I've ever seen. Michael Vick was yep. good. Great. I was like good. He was great for a little bit. I've never seen anybody sustain what Lamar has been able to sustain at the quarterback position running the football, and fucking Hurts is better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it took him this long to figure out, hey, we probably should let this guy run the fucking ball. But they figured it out, and since then, they've been on fucking fire. But to your point, in our power rankings, these teams are dead-ass fucking even. We're getting three points on dead-ass even teams. Home field is not three points anymore, boys and girls. So, I, I, I love your sounder here. I am rooting fucking hard for New Orleans because, God damn, do I hate those Eagles. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on. We're going to go to uh, Tennessee. They are 10-point home favorites versus those Houston make-me-fucking-puke Texans. <laughs> Yeah, well, they make you puke, but this is absolutely 100% the Danger Zone Game of the Week. All right, obviously, Tennessee is a fucking monster that seems to be absolutely unfazed by whatever you fucking put in front of them good teams bad teams doesn't seem to fucking matter anymore I, the the run that they're on is it's really and especially when you factor in that losing henry their fucking identity and they still seem to just keep you keep rolling on it's truly impressive with that said they are so due and primed for a letdown game, um, you know, which which as as we've seen in the last two weeks in the NFL, every team has gotten hit with this with this letdown, and, and a lot of them have, have lost straight up. Like if you're, I mean, and you know that very well if you're in Survivor leagues. So they're so due for this. Um, Houston's coming off a bye and a very poor performance. Tyrod Taylor will have a bounce back performance. He is not as bad as the game he played. Previously coming back for an injury. Tennessee has New England coming up the week after Houston. So there is absolutely no reason at all for them to play hard enough to pull margin in this game. I love, love, love 
Houston and the points here. What did the computer say? Uh, the computers are split on this one. However, we've been tracking. We've been telling you guys before the buy, after the buy trends. Houston as an away dog. That falls in the 59% uh, after the buy cover zone in the last seven years. So you definitely have a huge, huge trend to Houston there. As far as what the numbers say, again, they are split. Tennessee, uh, it's not surprising to me. It'd be surprising to a lot of people. I've never subscribed to the Henry thing. I know the dude's awesome, but since losing Henry, Tennessee has improved themselves in our power rankings every single week. Every single week. That's fucking amazing. And Houston has been garbage, 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 garbage. (laughs) And they're still fucking garbage. Yes, yes. Which is why they're 10-point dogs. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know or that Vegas hasn't already fucking told you. However, again, I agree with your spot theory here. I agree with your situation theory here. And, again, the trend does support you on the Houston lead to the 10 points. But, again, I just want to stress to people, and it's so funny because we said we said it and we said it and we said it and we fucking said it. When Tannehill took over Mariota, Derrick Henry was averaging 3.2 yards a carry. When Tannehill took over, he started averaging over 5 yards per carry. Running backs do not make quarterbacks. (laughs) Quarterbacks make fucking everyone. Everyone. Receivers, running backs, offensive line. If you just watched that shitty-ass fucking game last night, Matt Ryan, I swear to fucking Christ... He had an outbreaking receiver out to the fucking sidelines. And we actually got a comment. I tweeted about this. We got a comment from a fucking NFL scout that agreed with us. Hit an outbreaking nice. route to a receiver to the sideline. He could have just thrown it to the sideline. Now, he didn't see that the defender fell down, and that's fair. But he could have just thrown it to the fucking sideline. Gave his guy a fucking chance. It's either incomplete or he, he toe taps for a first down. What does he do? He pulls the ball down and it's a goddamn sack on the five-yard line like he was the fucking rookie quarterback. You know why? Because offensive lines do not make sacks. Quarterbacks make fucking sacks, and he made that fucking sack. It's either incomplete, and I, th- I, th- I think at third point, that point it would have been third and ten. It wasn't even third down. It was like second and ten. It would have been third and ten, okay, whatever. You're not going to throw an interception on that ball, throw it to the fucking sideline. He didn't, took a sack. Now it's third and 17. They fucking hand off and punt. Blah, blah, fucking blah. That's my fuck. Like, quarterbacks he, make fucking everybody. Now, I'm not saying Tannehill's fucking He's a young Brady. quarterback. He's still learning. Yeah, he's still learning fucking 18 years in the goddamn league. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill or Ryan Tannehill's fucking Tom Brady. Don't get it fucking twisted. Dude's good. He's, he's not fucking, fucking good, great. Though. He's pretty fucking good, but he's he's not fucking Rodgers. He's not fucking elite. I, I would never say that. However, the fact that you fucking idiots out there still think that Derrick Henry makes this dude good just shows you how fucking football retarded all of you fucking momos are. Moving on! Mm. Well, see if it's Minnesota brewskis. I might have one or two. We're moving on. <laughs> 
where Minnesota's hosting those Green Bay Packers and Longhorns' favorite quarterback, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, and they are one-and-a-half-point home dogs. Oh, my God. My favorite quarterback, who I have to back up now for outside of football <laughs> reasons, but that doesn't are matter. You the right now you gotta are you hit- literally the backup? Because if you're literally the backup, I can't. Are you literally the backup this Sunday? Because I can't put my money if you're literally the backup. No, I'm not. No, no, no. Different kind of backup. Dif- different okay. backup. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just support. I'm in, I'm in a supporting role. Um, Got it. Anyways, hit that sounder, Bo Sivas. That's right. I might be biased here. Woo-hoo! This this might be a preseason uh, Minnesota is going to win the division that Longhorn threw out there and it's not looking so good. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe that's factoring in here. Well, I, I mean, in fairness, the- in fairness to you, I think you did think that they signed Curtis Samuel. That's oh, why you thought they were going to win the division. Okay, I can only handle so many fights at once. Okay, I can only handle so many fights at once. You're going to send me into fucking overload here. Just let me do my handicap and shut the fuck up for a minute. <laughs> Look, we're in week 11, and Green Bay has not had a bye yet. That's, I don't know what's going side, side story here. What's going on with the buys? We've got 14 goddamn games to break down this week. We already had one on Thursday. Where are the fucking buys? How long is it? Is it a 17-week season or is it 25? I don't know. But anyways, so they look tired. They look like a team that needs a week off. But they are nine. Uh, I put nine and one. Are they nine and one or eight or eight and one ATS. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're fucking way overdue for regression. We got noontime noontime cousins, and in theory, Minnesota will need to open the offense against Green Bay to keep up with Green Bay and Rodgers. Um, so that pulls them out of that for whatever reason this year. I don't know. We've already had this. It's another argument. Let me let me bring up another argument that we've had. <laughs> that for whatever reason, I, I think it's the offensive coordinator. You said it's the head coach. Whatever. For whatever reason, they have been in this heavy run bullshit um, thing. They've been doing it all year long. But when they get in spots – as we've seen all year, when they need to throw the ball and they're desperate to, to go score points, Cousins does it. So I think in this game, the fact that they're playing Green Bay, who's going to score points, we know they will, it's going to open up that offense, force them to throw the ball the whole game. And I think it actually works in their favor. So I think Minnesota wins this game. I might be biased. I'll throw it to you and see what the computers say. But, yeah, I like Minnesota. Yeah, man, the numbers are with you. I like it too. Uh, so... Here's the thing. We've been saying, not so much last year, but the year before, we were saying Green Bay was fool's gold. Told you they were fool's gold. We called the straight-up win from San Francisco in the playoffs when they were like seven-point home dogs. Uh, we yeah. told you they were going to beat the shit out of Green Bay. It was, I think you called it. And I'll, I'll try to throw a little olive branch across the aisle. I believe you <laughs> called the fucking blowout of the fucking yeah. playoffs that San Francisco just going to beat the shit yeah. out of them, and they absolutely fucking dismantled them. Now, last year, we did not feel the same. We thought Green Bay was a good football team. And this year, man, it's somewhere in between. Uh, <laughs> they're not the faux team they were two years ago. They're not the great team they were last year. They are 9-1. I just looked it up. ATS on the season. 90% covering, so if you just bet Green Bay blind through 10 weeks, you're doing very well. Uh, but they have only covered 
a cumulative cover against a spread of 1.2 points, which means, and we'll get to Dallas in a minute, but just for example, Dallas is covered by 7.7 points cumulative over the season. And Tennessee, who's third at 7-3 ATS, is covered by 5.2. In fact, I'm looking down. There's not a single fucking team that's worse than Green Bay all the way down until we get to, fuck, like Detroit at 5-4 and four ATS. <laughs> and they're minus 4.5. Four and a, four and a so Green Bay is the most faux fucking 9-1 cover of all fucking mm-hmm. time. At least against the spread. Now, again, I they are a good football team by our power games. They are a good football team. But yeah. Minnesota is not a bad football team. They're just simply not. They're one of those teams just they're, – they're one of those teams that I was mentioning earlier against Baltimore. That should have been their win. That should have been their fucking win. They didn't fucking get it. You know, shit happens, and it happened to them. So, was that Min- – yeah, Minnesota, yeah. And, and and the Arizona game, the Arizona game, right? Mm-hmm. They fucking that was another they game they got away from. The, they, they find ways to lose this year. They do find ways to fucking lose, but we got noon times noon time cousins, like you said. Yep. They're a slightly above average football team uh, for our power rankings. Now Green Bay is better than that. However, with this points, with the value, and th- and again, I think we gave this game out at we give it out at three. No, two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, so we've already got a we've already got a point where the value here. I mean, obviously the fucking money's coming in on Minnesota. I think this is a time where everybody is looking for Green Bay to get the letdown and the loss here. So I'm with you on the sounder. I like that. Um, I like Noontime Cousins. I always love some Noontime Cousins. It. So let's get let's it. Get it. All right, moving on to our Las Vegas Raiders. And they're now one point home dogs to the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. So I really like the I really like the bounce back spot here for Cincy. Um, they're coming off a bye and losses to the New York Jets, embarrassing loss to the Jets, and they got boat raced by Cleveland. Um, so you know they've had a couple weeks to think about those two losses. Are they? Are they the team that's closer to what we thought they were coming into the year? Or are they a team that kind of showed some things in those first six, seven weeks? I mean, we'll we'll see, honestly. I'm, I'm not sure on this Cincy team. They're, they're a team that, like, I, you know, with those last two showings, I'm not sure we've seen the true Cincy team yet. However, on the other side, I know – for certain that Vegas has been hit with some of the biggest distractions that's 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 possible for a football team. The head coach is gone because of uh, comments that he made, and their star receiver, the deep threat, is is gone because of the off the field thing. So you can't get hit with two bigger distractions like that, uh, and it's the same team that got hit with it. And so I'm gonna lean to I'm gonna lean to Cincy here. I think this is a good bounce back spot. I will say this: We do have the. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We have an under season total for on Vegas, correct? Yeah, we have it on both these teams. Okay, do you remember what the number is on Vegas off the top of your head? 
I don't, but I'll pull it up. Uh, I, I want to say it's eight and a half. I could be wrong. Um, but to, just while you're looking it up, if you find it, there is a syndicate. And I've, I've got my ears on everything out there, so I hear all these things. There's a huge syndicate that has come in and put a under season total. Now, it's a little. It's going to be a little bit higher than what we got it at because they put it in a couple weeks ago. Um, and, and Vegas had been winning um, you know, for the most part. They're five and four right now. So he's gonna get a little bit or they're gonna get a little bit better number than we got. But that makes me feel better on our undertaking because they have put in a huge bet on the season total under um for, for Vegas and, and the, the thinking is obviously the distractions and the, the um you know just the turmoil that they're going through. So I'll lean to Cincy here. I um I actually think they're gonna win this game. I, um <laughs> Are they, if they're the underdog, I should have hit the sounder, I guess, because I I do think they they win this uh, game. Favorite. Okay, then never mind it. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the over under on Cincy six and a half, and we got Vegas at seven and a half. So so the syndicate probably got it at eight and a half to nine at the time they put it in. Um, but you know, like it's they're dealing with some shit right now. They're dealing with some shit. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, the numbers are split on this one. Here's what I don't like. Uh, since he is after the buy, away favorite, that's a 47% trend. So being one point, obviously go either way. The numbers say go either way. It's a coin flip. We'll see what happens. Either way, either one of the teams loses is good for us. Uh, I don't see us putting money on it, so no, we'll see. No. All right, moving on. Let's see Seattle Seahawks. Two point. Home dogs versus those Arizona, and we do believe that the circus midget will be back in the center of the ring this this week. <laughs> that is that is the talk of the town. Um, in this game, I've got value on Seattle if Murray plays because we've seen all year that that in the week the quarterbacks return from injury or sickness or whatever they are rusty. I've also got value on Seattle if Murray doesn't play because obviously the line, you know, if he doesn't play, it's it's a it's a backup. So you know, everything points to Seattle for me. The, the thing that took me off it because I had the sounder on this um, a couple days ago, but I took the sounder off on this game, and it's simply because you know Russell played like shit last week in his first week back, and normally, as we've seen these quarterbacks coming back from injury or sickness. They suck the first week. However, they bounce back the next week. But I can't – the word coming out of Seattle's camp and, and, and the, the media they get to see the practices is that his finger is not ready. It is not going to be something that just he, – he played bad last week, but it's good to go this week. The word is they rush it back. It's not ready. He's not ready. And we saw last week that they, they – it. He, okay, we know Russell's a good quarterback. I mean, he's not going to go out there and play as bad as he did last week unless something's seriously wrong. And we know that something's seriously wrong. It was his fucking throwing hand finger. So, um, took the sounder off. I'm probably going to stay away from this game altogether because a throwing hand injury to the quarterback, I can't I can't roll with that. I can't even roll with that, honestly, with, with Seattle being a great teaser spot. Like, they're just a great teaser spot. Take them up to eight and a half at home. However, the fucking finger, man. 
I just, just I, I can't roll with it. You got the finger issue. So this is a pass game for me. Yeah, the numbers are on Seattle, and they're on Seattle even with obviously all the data without Russell Wilson. So to me, even if Russell Wilson's only eighty percent of Russell Wilson, I think that's probably good enough. Uh, Arizona has go. fallen two full points in the last four weeks. When again, that's not all without the circus midget. Uh, obviously, the last couple of weeks have been, but they're doing their usual slide, man. They're doing their usual slide. You're right. And I don't think it's because they're not – I mean, obviously, I don't think they're not going to be there in the end. I think that this is this variation of this team defensively is too good to not be there in the end, so I don't think they're going to go into full collapse. However, I mean, I, I, Seattle's just going to win this game. There's, Seattle's going to win this game. Oh, Arizona's going to lose. It's a Bo Cephas sounder. Yeah, and right. you know it's, like it. it's just one of those games. Like that's that's just what's going to happen. Um, so I love Seattle it's to cover. I mean, again, it is just going to fucking have. It's kind of like I said last <laughs> week. San Francisco, like they're just going to win. Like San Francisco's going to win. Seattle's just going to win this game. That's, that's heat just, check. Heat check. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But that's how I. That's how I, that's how I feel. Okay, that's how I feel. <laughs> Inside, Fuck so your I, feelings. I identify with Seattle winning this game. So I feel. Fuck your right, feelings. I'll I'll piss in any bathroom I want to. All right, we're moving on. Okay. Kansas City. They're at home. They're hosting those Dallas Cowboys, and they're two and a half point home favorites. Oh my god! I think this is the first time on the podcast. I don't know that I have ever. Hit that sounder on Dallas, but I am doing it here. Look, man, everything to me points. Now we, we'll talk about the Cooper situation. The the that 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 sucks. That's that's late news. I had already had this 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 handicap written up before that came out. Everything points to Dallas here. I think they're the better roster. Uh, they've obviously got the better running game against a poor rushing defense. At 32nd, actually, for Kansas City and rush defense. I think they're going to dominate both lines of the scrimmage. Um, and I think they got the better quarterback at this point. I mean, I'm sorry. Dak is just playing better than Mahomes right now. They got the Dallas has the number one offense. Now, on the situational side, Kansas City is coming off a huge blowout win. And the public will think that Kansas City's back. Kansas City's back. Kansas City's back. Oh, no, they're not. They're still 4-16 and 16 ATS run, so they kind of are what they have been for a long time. I like Dallas to win this game. Certainly take the points. Um, hate the Cooper situation. That's a ding. That hurts. That stings, but I'm sticking with my sounder, and I like Dallas here. Yeah, there's, there's zero doubt, zero doubt that Dallas is the better football team. Uh, I won't go far as far as to say – Better quarterback. Now, Dak right might be now. playing better right now. Um, in fact, that's not even debatable. Dak is playing better right now. That's that's not yeah. that's not even up for debate or argument. Um, he just he just flat out fucking is. He's number three overall EPA plus CPO, which is the highest he's ever been in his entire career. This dude, I mean, I, and I said it earlier earlier in the year. I really think the ankle injury was a blessing in disguise because his mobility has been limited 
and he's gotten the ball, he's gotten rid of the ball faster this year than he ever has in his entire career because he knows, as all athletes know, they know their limitations. He knows he can't buy that time. He knows he can't do the scramble. He knows he can't do, and now he still does it from time to time, but he knows he cannot rely on that anymore. He knows he has to be on time with the ball, and he's been fucking great. He's Great. number seven PFF, and Mahomes is number twenty-one ranked quarterback PFF. Just go ahead. Yeah, I mean that again. Not debatable. Not debatable at all. Now, who you know who's actually better? We'll see. You know, we'll see. I, I'm going to take you know probably Mahomes. yeah probably. But it doesn't matter. We're talking about this Sunday and this Sunday. That's right. We got the quarterback that's, right. that's playing better. We got the better football team. Now, they are going into Kansas City. That's a very tough place to play. It's one of the very few home fields that are still getting three points. Uh, nowadays in the NFL, they do absolutely get it. But Dallas is, you know, three and a half points better than Kansas City on a neutral field. So that means we should still be laying half a point. We're catching two and a half. I mean, there's no doubt by the numbers, we got to be all over Dallas. Now, my only concern in this game is... The Cooper factor, and it's it's a huge concern to me. Now, he has not moved the line not even half a point, and I don't think that's unfair if you look at all the metrics that Vegas looks at of how they move lines by players. However, I just think watching as much Cowboys football as I watch, that dude to me is like the fucking Cooper Cup Lynch pin of this offense. He's not the best receiver they have. I think that's CD. He's not the explode, most explosive. Obviously, I think that's Gallup. But he's the dude, when they fucking need a play, he he is to Dak what Jason Witten was to Romo. When they need a fucking play, when they need that third down, he's the fucking guy. He is the fucking guy. And without that dude out there... You're going to have to convert some third downs against Kansas City as, as shitty as their defense is running the ball and shitty, you know, all that. Mahomes is going to put up points and they're going to have to convert some third downs to win this football game. That is where my major concern lies here. Again, I can't argue with it. The numbers are all over it. There's no doubt who the better football team is. And. Overall, there's no doubt who's playing better. You saw Dallas bounce back from that one shitty performance to absolute fucking demolition of the Falcons, mm. which is what they should do against a shitty team versus the Falcons. And Kansas City's been letting shitty teams hang in all fucking year. They've lost to basically every good team they've played all season long. So there's no reason to think Dallas won't go in there and win this football game. But my biggest concern... And I was all ready to come on here and say, fucking Dallas wins, Dallas wins, Dallas wins. The Cooper thing, I think, is a bigger thing than Vegas or anybody is letting on. I could be proven wrong. I hope I am proven wrong because, you know, we already fucking have Dallas. So I hope that I am wrong on that. And I hope that fucking, you know, they can go prevail without him. Yeah. All right, moving on. We're going to. uh, Gross. Where the fuck are we at? It's a gross it's game. A, Pittsburgh. Yeah, my fucking my screen is fucked up here. Okay. Uh Pittsburgh. This is Sunday night game. So, sorry. Sunday night football. Uh Pittsburgh at the LA 
Superchargers, and they're six-point road dogs. Yeah, I, I won't be watching um, this game, Bocephus. You can't put it in the corner because it's a standalone game. Um, probably should go into the corner. Um, if, you know, I guess Ben is going to play. Nobody puts Fat Boy in the corner. Yeah. I mean, they might want to put him in a corner after they watch him play this week. I don't know. But you got TJ Watts going to be out. They got all kinds of players that are that are sitting out with injury and COVID situation. This is a traditional smash spot for, for Pittsburgh. We all know that. Um, but it's, it's just a pass for me. Too much, too many other factors clouding it. Um, so, I mean, God, LA needs a fucking, the Chargers need this win bad. So it's, it's, everything is conflicting. So it's a pass for me. Probably won't even watch it. Honestly. What do you got? Yeah. The numbers are split. We need LA not to win this game very badly. So I hope that a fat boy (laughs) can pull one out for us. Other than that. Yeah. I probably won't be watching. All right. Moving on to the Monday night football those Tampa Bay Brady Buccaneers are hosting the New York football Giants. They're 11 points home favorites. Deja vu. Talk about conflicting uh, data here. Same thing as the last game. Uh, Danny Dimes, Road Warrior. Normally a smash spot for me. Take take the Giants, take the points. This is where they smash. However, Tom Brady's coming off two straight losses. Okay? So that is not a good spot for me to want to, you know, take the other team. So pass for me. Too, it's too conflicting of data. Situationally, I'm at a loss. Going to have to rely on the computers here. What do you got? Yeah, the numbers are all over the Giants. This line is way too fucking big. There you now, go. Now, other than that, two things very quickly. The after the buy trend, again, away dog. Giants in Houston, same situation. 59% covering after the buy since 2014. But here's a little secret trend, boys and girls. And you won't secret. get this anywhere fucking else but at FGH. Tom Brady, greatest quarterback and possibly American to ever live. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He is probably. 0-7 ATS in night games since joining Tampa Bay. What? So, old man Brady doesn't get his fucking, you know, his proper rest. He's got to stay up a little late. He misses uh. his fucking little... You know, guacamole tea or whatever the fuck he drinks with Giselle at night. Who cares? And uh, you know he's he's not in the best best of moods. Not in the best of I moods. I love that. I'm, so I'm back in on the Giants now. That you just broke the tie that I had. <laughs> Go fucking! I'm back on Danny Dimes. That's a sweet spot for him. I just needed a reason to do it. Let's go. Go big blue! All right, boys and girls. That was all those games coming in the air tonight, baby. All right, Longhorns, time everybody who's been waiting for it. It's time for those free, I said, free picks of the week, baby. 
Yep, it is definitely time for those free picks, and I have worked up a doozy. I actually worked on this the whole time we were doing our uh, breakdowns. I put the three sounders in that I hit. I put the one in that you did, and then I added a anti-Joe Flacco pick and put in Miami Dolphins. So here we go. It's a five-team Moneyline Parlay, and we've got those Miami Dolphins. Flacco sucks. That's an easy win. We got those New Orleans Saints, Minnesota Vikings, and Dallas Cowboys. Those are my three sounders. We're going to throw in Bo Sevis' sounder, Seattle Seahawks, and that five-team Moneyline Parlay pays 26-1, to baby. Let's fucking get it. I fucking love it, 26-1. to All right. Uh, I gave you guys an easy win last week. Uh, Ohio State minus nineteen, wherever the fuck it was. Again, I'm trying to balance these easy wins with some pizza money parlays. So this week, you're gonna have to fucking sweat it out, boys and girls. Pizza money parlay time. We got South Florida on the money line plus one eighty. Northwestern plus three forty five. You law law plus one seventy. This three team. Parley pays you 32 and a half to fucking one. Jesus. If you're going to fucking play, play to fucking win, baby. Let's fucking go. Longhorn, hit him with that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the sports patio next week and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life in both CFAs as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Stephen Tyler, take us out, baby.